Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. This is an episode that so many of you have been asking for, and it only took us 93 episodes to get there. We're finally creating it for you, better late than never. Uh, but that is using Instagram to attract your dream clients. And we have talked about all kinds of ways to find more clients on this podcast with things like coffee chats and content and who knows what else. But today we're going to make it about Instagram specifically. And Instagram wasn't always where my focus was for finding clients. For a while, I used Facebook groups. There was some time in between Facebook groups and Instagram where I was apparently doing something. I don't know what I thought I was doing. And then finally, (laughs) I started seeing the power of using Instagram. And I think most of this episode is specifically about Instagram stories, unless Corey has more to add than I have myself. But the same concepts tend to apply to the feed for the most part. But there really is something special about a platform that lets you make such genuine connections for your audience, really unlike any other platform out there. So in this episode, we are going to go over the areas we focus on with our Instagram accounts to attract the clients and projects we really want to work with and work on. Yeah, I'm really excited for this episode because um, I agree. I feel like Instagram is a powerful tool, especially for designers to book clients because it is so visual. Um, and I had lots of guests that I thought we were going to have on to help us talk about this. But frankly, um, when, when I started looking over the notes that you have and adding my own notes to this, I was like, you know what? We know a lot to tell people Mm -hmm. about how they can get uh, dream clients on Instagram. So I'm thrilled to just kind of give everyone all this good info today. Yeah, honestly, we might have better information than like a general Instagram expert just because we can get specific with the types of services. So this is going to be good. And related to the types of services, we're going to, the first point uh, we have to make about how to get dream clients on Instagram is to... Talk about your services. Gasp. Oh my goodness, who would have guessed? You actually have to tell people what you do if you want them to hire you. And we'll get to kind of behind the scenes stuff that you can share on Instagram later. And that really is important. But if people have no clue what you do, how in the world do you expect them to hire you? I know that it can be really uncomfortable to talk about what you do and, you know, to really put yourself out there. And it's, it's even harder at first when you're still getting used to it. But the more you talk about what you do, the easier it gets. So start now. I promise you it will get easier. The easiest way, I think, to do this and talk about your services and make sure people know about them is to share when you're working on a project because you can do that so naturally, especially if you can get permission from clients to share sneak peeks of what you're doing for them. I definitely recommend doing that. And I know some clients won't want you to share anything. I'm one of those clients that's like, share whatever you want. I don't care. I don't even care if I see what, you know, see the first look of something on Instagram, do whatever you want. Um, But 
yeah, and, and, and doing it that way, sharing work as you're working on it, not only shows people the work you're doing and like, you know, gives people a taste of your aesthetic, but it actually shows them the process you go through, which can be really valuable as well. Yeah, I think kind of building off of this, you can straight up use multiple projects and kind of go back and forth on what you're sharing, but you can show off every single step of your process. You can show off doing research for, you know, a branding project. You can show off your mood board. Come on, mood boards are one of the most popular things on Instagram. You could show off any part of your design concepts as long as your clients are okay with that, but you could show off logos you know, icons, business cards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There is so much that we design for our clients. You really could show off anything. And then if you do web design and maybe that's all you do, you could also show off your wireframes. You could show off, you know, little um, details that you have put into the website mock-up. Like you could really show off your entire process and not necessarily every step for every project, but you could pull out bits and pieces here and there um, and share different pieces from your different client projects. Yeah, so like maybe a good thing to do would be to just sit down for a couple of minutes and brainstorm which pieces of you, your projects you'd like to show off and have that somewhere where you can have it ready for when you're working on a project while you're getting into this habit. And it really is something you have to make into a habit. It's going to feel 100% totally unnatural and awkward at first, but I promise it gets easier, especially as you start seeing that feedback come in from people who really like seeing it. Uh, something you can do to maybe make it feel a little more natural for yourself is do something like work with me Wednesday, which a lot of people do where you just kind of give a behind the scenes as you go through your workday, which will naturally include some client work that might make it easier for you. Um, but it is something that will get more comfortable over time. In addition to talking about projects that are going on though, also share about your services when you have an opening in your schedule. When there's an opening, talk about it. So like, just like we said before, people cannot hire you if they don't realize that hiring you is an option. So whenever I have an opening for any of my services, I post about it on Instagram. I'll post a couple graphics or just record a video of myself talking quick and put it up on stories. Um, and, and in either one, whichever feels more comfortable for you is totally fine, but it is important that you point out to people when you have an opening available. The next thing that I really like to do on Instagram, and you know, I think for designers, it's probably even more powerful than for me as a developer, and that's to just share different kinds of results. And you know, there are a few pieces that go into something like this. First is just sharing completed projects. So once a project is finished, give your followers a walkthrough of their project or post a couple uh, screenshots of what the final product looks like, whether it's a website or a logo or something else. But this is a really great way to catch the attention of people who love your aesthetic and just kind of slowly over time commit yourself and your awesome work to their memory. And then along with sharing those projects is sharing testimonials. So every time you get a new testimonial or a client says something positive about working with you, share it. And even if it's like just a really quick piece of feedback in your project management software or in an email, take a picture of it, blur out your client's name and post it to your stories because doing this consistently will make people so much more likely to hire you once they decide they're ready for a designer. And it's going to feel real awkward at first. You're going to feel like you're bragging and full of yourself sharing about all these good things people say, but it really does make a difference over time. I'm thinking to a few accounts I follow where it's almost to the point of being obnoxious where it's like all day, every day, they just have this incredible stuff coming in. But I also think it's 
part of the reason they do because they get so many clients from doing that. So share the results you're getting. Something I like to do at the end of each of my projects is post a little series on my stories where it's kind of like a, a walkthrough of all of the above, everything we just talked about. So it starts off with, hey, here's a new project. I post a screenshot. Then I have like a fill in the blank template where I'm like, you know, this website was for blank. The designer was blank. My favorite thing was, you know, and just kind of something fun like that. It's a nice, unique way to um, show off your project. I end it with a testimonial and something like that is a good thing to do as well. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say about this too, is you can take your results and testimonials and turn them into graphics that you post on your Instagram stories. You can turn them into graphics that you post on your feed, etc. Um, if you're talking about the feed specifically, I know you said you feel like you don't have as much to say about the feed, but you could totally share a testimonial in the caption. So you could show a screenshot or mock-up or whatever in the actual feed graphic post, whatever you want to call that. Um, and then you could share the testimonial in the caption. You could also do a multi post, which is something I really like to do over on coded creative. And you show one, um, image in the feed is the actual screenshot or mock-up or whatever. And then when someone swipes, they can see a graphic of the testimonial. And then you can use the caption to talk about something else and maybe do a call to action for your services. So that's another option to, to kind of um, get you thinking about how you can share these things in both places. And something that I literally just thought about is it's a really good idea to think about how you can stagger some of these things, right? So you don't have to necessarily post about um, both the same exact thing on the feed and on the stories the same exact day at the same time, especially. But maybe you throw it up on your Instagram stories first, and then a couple days later it pops up on the feed. Or maybe you post it on the feed and you say um, later you talk about it on Instagram stories and say, hey, if you want to learn more, you can go over and check out this post on my feed. So that's another option too, where you can kind of get more content out of basically the same thing. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, yeah, I never think of my feet. So I'm really glad that we're doing this together. So you can kind of back me up there. But in addition to talking about your projects and sharing them once they're finished, don't be afraid to do a little bit of teaching on your stories. And I don't think you have to go crazy with this if it's something you don't want to do. But I do think it's a good thing to maybe show up even once per week for a minute or two to really just help solidify your expertise and appeal to the people who do like learning more instead of just seeing behind the scenes type content. So on my stories for Summit in a Box, I like to do this in a few ways. Like if someone asks a question in my community or through email that I think is important to answer and I can do it quickly, I'll do a quick video series on my stories answering the question. Every once in a while, if I'm bored or procrastinating, I'll put a Q&A box up on my stories and answer people's questions as they come in. Uh, every Wednesday, I just started a newer thing where I'm um, sharing or teaching something specific each Wednesday of something they should avoid doing. And then um, it's also an easy way to create more content is like if you publish blog posts, share a tip from your blog post in your stories and then you can drop them to your blog post to see the rest. And like, I know that sounds like a lot, um, but starting off doing it once per week is better than nothing. And it's just like sharing your work. It's something you'll get more and more used to over time. And if it's something you start seeing results from, it'll become even easier. Not only that, but that is something that you can easily reuse. 
especially on Instagram stories. And I've done this on the Coded Creative feed as well. But um, people don't always remember what you post two months later, three months later, six months later. So as long as that content is still relevant, you can go back and pull out what you were talking about in your Instagram stories and you can repurpose that to a post for your feed, for example. So yeah, everything that you're creating and everything that we're talking about um, can basically be reused or repurposed in one way or another. And I did want to kind of point out here that again, this can be done for your Instagram feed as well, not just your Instagram stories. So um, I don't know if you remember this, Krista, but when you were a part of Coded Creative, oh I had this really handy thing that I did on, in, on our Instagram account, which was um, called Tuesday Tip. It was like Coded Creative Tuesday Tip. Um, and I have done this on my own account. Granted, that was probably closer to like four years ago, not any time recently. Um, but it was just where I was giving people a tip for their website or their brand or whatever. Um, and that was my post where I was trying to teach them on my feed. Now, it doesn't have to have a specific name, doesn't have to have a cool hashtag, it doesn't need any of that specific stuff. But think about how you can teach someone through your captions or show them like maybe a before and after graphic um, in your like actual like image on your feed and then talk about something that's relevant to that in the caption. Um, and I wanted to kind of build on this as well because I know some people are gonna start thinking about their captions and that's too long, too much content to put in there. Look, long captions are proving to be effective and are really good at getting engagement. I have kind of been testing this out after seeing a couple other people that I follow doing this. Um, I've been doing it on the Coded Creative account specifically. I post long captions. I have lots of emojis in there. It's several quote unquote paragraphs, but not really. Um, and I try to break things up as best as I can. And some of my best posts with the most engagement are those posts that have the long captions. So this is basically called microblogging. I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this has probably heard of that. And if you don't have a blog, if you don't want to write a blog post anymore, if you don't have a podcast, whatever, maybe if you're not super comfortable just yet showing up on Instagram stories and showing your face, this is a really good way to still be able to kind of get that value out there and teach something um, without maybe necessarily, you know, all the other steps. I still think you could show up and post it on your feed. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. And I don't know, I, I feel it's, I feel something like a theme does make it kind of nice and simple for us to think about. But yeah, I'm also glad you pointed out a little while back here that the fancy themes and hashtags aren't necessary. Um, but up until now, like everything we've talked about has been related to talk about talking about your business specifically. And I think that's really important. And having a mix of different ways you talk about your business, whether it's working on a project, sharing a past project, behind the scenes of what you're, what you're working on, I think that's all important. But people also really love non-business content. Um, and like that's where I get the best engagement on a lot of my posts is when I'm sharing something quote unquote random. Uh, with that being said though, don't go crazy and share like 10 videos of you at a concert or every single exhibit you see at a museum. And I'm saying this with some sass because so many people do that and it really annoys me. But people love to see the candid behind the scenes stuff. So to give you guys some examples, if you're not sure, some of the things I really like to post are like when my daughter's doing something goofy, I'll take a video or take a picture and post it and tag her teasing her just like I do in real life. 
or if we're doing something kind of unique on the weekend, I'll post that we're doing that. Like this last weekend, I did some baking with my family. I posted a picture of that. Um, something funny happens. Like what, whatever. Like if you're doing something fun that people might find interesting, post about it and give them a little look at your life too because people are into that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I feel so much more connected to the people I follow that share personal stuff, not just who are all business talk all the time. That's really boring, and I feel like it's harder to connect with those people. Um, And I actually purchased a course um, a, a month or two ago as of recording this about Instagram, and one of the things she was talking about was even just the difference of posting selfies on your feed or on your Instagram stories, whatever, instead of using stock photos and how much more engagement she saw when she started posting her long captions, teaching people and selling her products when she was literally posting pictures of herself. And it's funny because if you go to her feed, it kind of all looks like this like collection of the original version of Instagram where we were all just taking and posting selfies. I don't feel like I ever did that, but I feel like maybe some people did. Um, But at the same time, it's working really well. So that's something that I want you to think about as well. People want to see you. They want to connect with you. And like you said, you don't have to share your whole entire life. Um, I know that some people are a lot more closed off in some senses I am. Um, and I know you are in different ways too. We're not sharing every single thing that's going on in our personal life. However, it's still really great to show off bits and pieces. Show your morning routine. Show your family, your kids playing if you're comfortable with that. You could show your kids without even showing their face. I know a couple people that I follow don't want their children on social media, but they will post a picture of their um, kid turned away from the camera every now and then um, to kind of bring back the fact that, hey, I'm a mom and a business owner. So that's something you can do as well um, to kind of get that personal aspect in there so that people really can start to relate to you and want to engage with your content and then kind of turn that into, you know, um, actually working with you. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that piece of it up because I think the reason that Instagram is so powerful is because of those connections. And you kind of rounded that point out with the reason this behind the scenes stuff works is because people connect with you in that. And that brings me right to our next section, which is about making connections. Because no matter how much you do all of the other things we talked about, the most important thing you can do is focus on connections. If you do everything else and make no connections, it's not going to matter. And this is like the third time I'm saying this in this episode, but it's going to feel awkward at first to start commenting on posts and replying to stories of people you barely know, but it will get easier once you start doing it and seeing how positively people tend to reply to that. And just remember when you're doing it, everybody wants to be liked and like feel understood and feel like what they're sharing is valued by somebody. So if you're showing them that you liked what they posted, you're not going to get anything except good feedback from that. I will say that if you um, do kind of go the route of starting to comment and Uh, whether it's on a post or in reply to someone's stories, make sure you're keeping your responses really genuine and natural so you don't like come off sounding like a bot. I kind of have a rule for myself of when I'm doing that, I try to keep my responses to five words or more. So I actually have to come up with a thoughtful response. If I don't have anything more thoughtful to say, I don't say anything because I want them to know. I'm not just sitting here commenting to 
get you to follow me, which maybe I am, but like, I don't want them to, to feel that way. You know, I want them to feel valued and heard. So along with that though, when people comment on your post or respond to a DM or send you a DM, always respond back. Even if it's just like, I don't know, the praise hands emoji or something like that, just, just respond back. So they know that they're being heard and valued and don't feel like dumb for commenting on yourself like you would if someone kind of ignored you when you reached out to them. But overall, the more people you engage with, the more engagement you'll see in return. And you're going to be really surprised at how much more quickly your follower count increases once you start actually using the app the way it was intended to be used. And I found this out by accident because I just started tracking this weekly for my Summit in a Box account. I think think this is my second week as of recording this where I'm going through every day or as many days as I can and commenting on posts when I have a a little bit. And the amount my account has increased in these past two weeks is absolutely insane. So yeah, use the app. (laughs) Yeah, no, I wanted to definitely reinforce this. And before I kind of go on a mini rant here, I also want to say, please respond to people who are responding to your content. I am not always good at this, especially like on my feed posts, but I will always try to respond to you in some way or another if you send me a DM. Um, That means like liking your message, even if I don't have anything to say back, because I know a lot of times people will do that swipe up thing on the stories and they'll send an emoji. If I don't have anything to say to that, which half the time I don't, I'll just double tap and like that they sent, you know, a laughing face to whatever I had posted. Um, But it really goes a long way in building a connection, even with your peers. I cannot tell you the number of times I have been rubbed the very wrong way by someone who um, I literally was just trying to reach out to or had a question or whatever, and they had nothing to say. And to build on that, I was actually just telling my husband, this is a total side note, and then I will get to my rant, but I wanted to tell you guys this. Um, I reached out to someone I follow who does a lot of baking. Um, And if you haven't been following me on Instagram lately, especially as of recording this, then you don't know, but I've been baking a lot of cookies. I'm trying to get really good at it. I'm obsessed with the idea of having really beautifully decorated Christmas cookies. Um, So I actually sent her a message a couple weeks ago and I was like, hey, do you know any resources or training or courses I could take to figure out how to get really good at this? And um, what really stood out to me, and I felt like this was so amazing, she has a really large following. I think it's over 20,000 or something. She not only responded to me, I read the message, I forgot to respond, I felt like an a-hole. The very next day, she res- she sent me another message. She said, I asked so-and-so, a friend of hers, a colleague, whatever, and she was like, and she recommended this. And I was like, holy crap. I already liked you. Like, as a person, I really liked your brand as well. But that stood out to me so much. The fact that she probably has so much other stuff going on in her life and with her business, but she took the time to not only answer my question, but she, like took it a step further to figure out a even better response that she could give me um, to kind of help me learn this like insignificant thing in the grand scheme of things. So all of that stuff matters. It matters so much. Anytime I have a question about baking or I want to try something, baking something new, I'm going to start with her blog now and start with her because I had such a good impression with her um, and such a good interaction. So think about that when people are sending you messages. Um, If nothing else, just please be consistent in responding to people who are responding to you. 
Now, for my rant about spending time on the app, this is so true. I have seen the same exact thing. Um, coincidentally, after you were talking to me about spending a little more time engaging with people, I was like, you know what? I have a few minutes here. I'm going to go comment on some posts. I have a few minutes there. I'm going to go comment on some posts. And it works. I've literally seen so, last week, as of recording this again, I did more engagement than I've done in a while on Instagram. And I saw a ton more engagement from people who don't follow me on the app. This is really, really important to say. Instagram and the algorithm are rewarding you and your content for the more time, the more engagement that you spend on there. Um, someone that we both follow actually today said that she spent like 30 or so minutes, I think, which seems like a lot to me, um, on the app. Maybe it was every day or something like that. And she saw her follower account go up by 240. Whoa. 240 people by increasing the amount of time that she was on the app, that she was responding to people, watching stories. She said she literally spent more time watching Instagram stories. And like I said, I have seen that same type of um, boost in engagement. Engagement and you said you have to. So clearly this works. So if you feel like nothing right now is working for you on Instagram, at least start by using the app more often. So yeah, that's my rant. Yeah. And I mean, it's so exciting to have something that's that simple. And I think that's why we don't do it. Cause it's like, mm, that's not going to work. We need to make this really complicated. But anyways, mm -hmm. each just think of it this way. Each connection you make on the app, whether you're commenting or through doing your own posts and stories or whatever it is, each connection you make is one more person who's going to start paying closer attention to the content you're putting out and meaning more people you can uh, work to convert to a client or more people you have to mention you to people who need a designer. It is worth taking that time to spread your reach in that way, even if the payoff might take a little bit. But the last thing I want to mention here is to be consistent. If And if you use the app, you're going to totally understand uh, what I'm about to say, but I want to ask you, Corey, when you open Instagram, what's the first thing you do? I'm really curious now. Aside from like just refreshing. Sure. <laughs> I like make it refresh a bunch of times. What all did I really <laughs> miss such Instagram? Don't lie to me. Um, well, the first thing I look at is stories and usually half the time your face is the first one. <laughs> Shows how much you and I engage with each yeah. other on Instagram. Is, That's almost embarrassing. Yours is, well, both, I usually have two Corey faces that pop up on the first thing in mine. But yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The first thing yeah. I do every single time I open the app is refresh if I need to. I don't like do it three times like some weirdos do. But I, <laughs> the first thing I do is see if my favorite like five-ish people have published any stories. If they have, I'll watch them. If they haven't, I'll just close the app a lot of the time. But if I get started watching one or two of those stories, a lot of the times I'll continue watching other stories as well. But my point is here, be one of those people that everyone else is looking for. Be one of those people who's constantly showing up in the beginning of somebody's stories. And each time you post is a new chance to do that. And of course, the more engaging your content is, the more likely it, you are to show up that way as well. Um, but you get to that place by showing up consistently.
Yeah, show up consistently and also give people a chance to engage with you aside from just sending you a message or leaving a comment. So talking about, you know, getting engagement and whatnot from people, you can put up the question box. That's a really good way to increase engagement. That's very similar to having, like asking someone to send you a message or leave a comment. So that takes a little bit more effort from your followers, but you could literally ask them to you know, tap yes or yes on a poll that's obvious. Do you hate the cold weather? Yes. Yes in red. That's that's a really great way to boost engagement and start showing up, you know, closer to that first person. You can do the slider. I mean, literally any of those things are a really great way to just have fun on the app because I feel like at the end of the day, it's meant for fun. They create they didn't create Instagram necessarily so we could use it the way we do now. So kind of think about how you can have fun with that and how you can have fun getting engagement on the app as well. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because as Corey's on here, I realized I should take a picture of us recording so I can post it on Instagram, you guys, to get yep. engagement from our listeners. But as a, as a recap for this episode, everything we've covered, I think, is pretty simple, other than maybe some initial like discomfort. But that's a really good thing. Share about what you do. Share those casual behind-the-scenes moments, whether it's about business or about your life in general. But don't make it all just feel like scripted and like you're constantly teaching, pitching, that kind of thing. That, along with making connections and just being consistent, will start to come together to get you a whole lot more of good clients and projects from one of your favorite platforms. So as for some action steps, if you want them, start by outlining the kind of content you want to start posting on Instagram. If it makes it easier for you, which it does for me, give yourself a list of one thing to post each day. So maybe on Monday, you're sharing a project behind the scenes look. On Tuesday, maybe you share a tip. Wednesday, you do work with me Wednesday, and so on. On weekends, maybe you give a behind the scenes look at what you're doing. If it's gonna make it easier for you to get started, make yourself a schedule like that and just begin. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.